Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing on this fine Saturday? Saturday, it's good. I'm I'm tired, but I'm good. I got all uh, my Christmas shopping and and like sending out stuff done yesterday, so I feel like a nice weight is off my shoulders, and I can just relax for the rest of the year. I haven't bought a single Christmas present, except actually I bought I bought Sam one thing, and I just ordered it off Etsy. <laughs> and that's my go. Christmas shopping. That's it. That's Woo! all. Yeah. Um, so I, I was expecting you, Al, to say that you were tired because I believe that you saw Avatar The Way of Water last night. Oh, you know what? We were going to and I was super excited. But then um, one of my buddies that I'm going with was oh. got the flu. So and she was like, She's like, you guys can go without me sounding all sad and pathetic. And I was like, no, this is, you really wanted to see this movie. So I'm not going to go without you. That sucks. So we're, we rescheduled. I see. I see. I was super excited though. <clears throat> I'm pumped. I'm going to see it tonight, but yes. we're going there to see go. it at 1030. And this is Yikes. a, it's a like three, three hour <laughs> monster. So Yikes. I don't know. I'm going to be, I'm going to be saying I'm tired tomorrow, but I'm very <laughs> excited to see Avatar. Because I'm sure that this is going to rock. Too. Yeah, I heard good things. I, You know what? Avatar is such a weird... I mean, this isn't Zelda at all, sorry, but whatever. Avatar is such a weird case. Like, it's it's like, it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Clearly, a lot of people really liked it. Enough to go see it yeah. again and again and again. But everybody, like... It seems like everybody on Twitter is just like, Oh, Avatar sucked. Nobody liked it. It was unoriginal. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's like shut up. Like, it, this, the movie was awesome. It was, like, visually a masterpiece. And, like... Yeah, the story was kind of, it was a well-told like told story before, or a well-told trope, but like, who cares? It was a good story, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, maybe it's like a generational thing, because it has been so long that that movie, like, came out, and so, of course, us, who experienced it, are like, yeah, stoked, but then, like, you know, the next generation is kind of like, oh, this is lame. I could see that, maybe, and I do, These I do understand. These young punks. <laughs> I do understand that some people are feeling like, um, what's his name? The director is uh, acting mighty arrogant, but I feel like he kind of has room to okay, yeah. with, with the material that he's working with and the fact that he's created so many jobs with these movies and that he re like 
uh, when he did the first one, he like did a lot of new things for film. So I'm like, I'm imagining he's doing a lot of new things for this film too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of benefit besides just having a cool movie, you know? I will say this about James Cameron and his arrogance. Do you know which director has had the number one highest grossing movie of all time for the last 25 years in a row? <laughs> I mean, I'm there just you saying. go. <laughs> and even before that, I think Terminator was also, at the time, the highest grossing movie mm-hmm. ever. And like, so, I mean, you know, I would be arrogant too if I were yeah. James Cameron. But I think he's just, he's a funny guy. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to see Avatar tonight. Very excited about that. Um, Mm. But what we are doing today is we're answering questions. Fan questions, to be precise. The Legend of Zelda fan questions, to be even more precise. We Mm. are going to... uh, We asked you last week to give us some questions. We got a lot in response. So we are going to answer them. And we are going to put forth our best... uh, Our best positive Zelda energy into the world. We did have... You know, it was a tough week last week, and we, yeah. you know, we, we try not to do shows where we complain, but I mean, sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. We have been having good debate about uh, Tears of the Kingdom basically all week since then, so I will say that, like, uh, some people are, you know, some people maybe push back a little bit and said, like, you know, I, I feel like this frustration that you guys are feeling is is a content creator-specific frustration, which I, I maybe that has some merit. Yeah. Like, that might have some merit. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, because we were we were talking about this last night, and I I just feel like uh, the Zelda series right now is, is kind of cold, which is disappointing, because it was so hot, like, even back in 2019. It felt like mm-hmm. felt like it was just, like, so hot, and now it just feels feels cold. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll and see. I mean, even, even from our standpoint, I would say my argument against that is that the amount of information and material that we're receiving right now, that we were receiving... Probably in the same pacing with Breath of the Wild, because that was the biggest argument, is that yeah. we were receiving stuff in the same pacing, is nowhere near. Like, Breath of the Wild, we were getting so much information. That's when I became a writer on the team, and we were we had always had stuff to write about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or we always had stuff to cover. And yes, that is a writer-slash-content-creator-specific point of view, but like now it's so dead. Our writers are just so burnt out <laughs> on just waiting to write. So, I mean, I really do feel like this is a struggle. It is a struggle, but this episode, I'll tell you what, Al, this episode is going to be nice and breezy <laughs> and uh, and fun. So let's yes. get let's get cracking and uh, get to some of these questions. And uh, you know, we'll we'll have a good we'll have a good hour together. So let's uh, let's hit it. Yeah. Um, what a great way to kick off this miserable Q and A. Ocarina <laughs> Holder fifty two asks. Is Kirby god of all Nintendo? And if so, thoughts? No. <laughs> I, I okay. I uh, mean, I know Kirby comes out a lot, right? Like Kirby games, but I honestly don't think about Kirby that much when it comes to Nintendo. I have a I have a story. So okay. last night, we uh, we had like a makeshift Zelda dungeon writing team Christmas party. And when I say Christmas party, it was just like a couple of us hanging out in voice chat. We were talking, we were hanging out, but what I, I promised my writing team, if there, we, we had a few nagging issues that, uh, just like little things that people would always forget to do. And like, I would bring it up at meetings and they would linger and still not get done. And so they were just things that were like kind of annoying and like, they weren't really big deals, but I, I made a deal with the writing team and I was like, listen, and I think this is about in September. And I was like, if we can go the rest of the year without having a single member of our writing team do or forget to do one of these things, I will stream for you guys Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And I'm a man of my word, okay? So I did that last night. I streamed for like two and a half hours Kirby in the Forgotten Land on the Nintendo Switch. And uh, it was it was fairly mediocre. I have to I have to be honest. But it, I, would, I wouldn't say it was like awful. I wouldn't say it was awful. Like it was... Graphically, it was very nice. It mm-hmm. was it was competent to play, but it, like it was just so easy and unchallenging, and like you're kind of like just sleepwalking through all the levels, and like yeah, it's made for kids, but like I feel like the Yoshi games are made for kids, and like those are kind of fun too, and like a little bit more charming. Where mm-hmm. this Kirby game, you know, I think that's just the thing with Kirby. It's like it's never truly awful. It's never truly great. It's just very mediocre, and it's pumped out quick and quick and quick and quick, and like 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I did play a Kirby game last night. It was my first Kirby game in absolutely forever. Very mediocre experience. Are you going to pick it back up at any point, or is that it? What do you think? Aw, <laughs> oh, poor Kirby. I, I did promise. So here, here's another little bit of inside, uh, inside baseball here. Um, so we have uh, the best sell to ever list that we just did a couple weeks ago. We have writers who, um, you know, haven't played all of the Zelda games. And some of them are hard to play. Some of them are not hard Mm -hmm. to play. Like the Oracle games. Those are pretty easily available. So Mm -hmm. I said to my writers, I'm like, if every single man and woman on this team has played every single Zelda game next year, I will do a Kirby marathon for you guys. I'll play them all. Oh my God. I'll do them all. (laughs) But I'm talking like, you got to play Four Swords. You got to play Four Swords Adventures. You got to play Cadence. So is it happening. Is it that tall of an order? I mean, it took me a long time to to actually play all the games, so. I don't know. Like, how many how many games do you think you play a year? Probably depends. Right? I, I, I would like, say I play at least, like, one game a month. How about that? Yeah. I was actually looking at my Switch, like, um, you know, when they're doing your roundup for the year, and I tend to right. hyperfixate on games for about 20 days. Right. So, yeah, I would say one a month as well. So, like... I think that if you are missing five Zelda games, that's not like insane, right? Like it's not right. it's not that hard to do in one year. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. That's my challenge for next year to play. If if my team can play all the Zelda games, then I will play all the Kirby games. Oh wow! So does that answer your question, Ocarina? Older <laughs> fifty-two. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Kujo asks. What if Zelda was a girl? We've never seen that question before. I think that the series would basically be the exact same. How about that? Except Link would probably... Yeah, then... Wait, what? Link... Ah, you've got me all confused, Cujo. I was going to say Link would be be the girl, but he asked if Zelda was a girl. I see what you did there. That's the joke. That's the joke. But I was trying to give like a serious answer there for a second, but I, I got I got, got worked up. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he got me. All right, uh, Charles Xavier, here's a here's our first real Zelda question. We've been talking already for 15 minutes, and we got we've got, we've got one legitimate Zelda question. Here we go. In the future, would you like to see a new 2D Zelda with pixel art, like from the official game, not a spinoff? I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hate it uh, like like at all actually. But I yeah. think, I think that that if if you were to get a new Zelda game, like an official Zelda game that wasn't a spinoff, I think you're probably looking at like a mobile game with pixel art at this point. I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't see them bringing back pixel art for like the the big console releases, even if it is like a remake of Oracle of Ages or Oracle of Seasons or anything like that. I but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would have to be a mobile game. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah. yeah, I would love that. That'd be cool. A mobile game would be cool, but maybe like, um, uh, well, anyway, I I would see it happening as a spinoff or some kind of small series, like limited series or whatever. So I don't see that happening with like any main title game going forward. I just, today's day and age, you know, we're we're on big consoles now. So I agree. DS is dead. What 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 else would we do? <laughs> well, I mean, even even like the DS wasn't pixel art. Like we haven't had real pixel yeah, art. Yeah, but if we could, if we could, like that's what I would put it on. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to think of like the last pixel art game. I mean, Cadence of Hyrule, but that's a spinoff, so that doesn't count according to Charles. And so, yeah, I think like the last one would be we Minish Cap, right? Like, I think, uh, so, which is too bad yeah. because I think Minish Cap is like one of the best looking Zelda games. So to answer your question, yeah, I would love to see a pixel uh, a pixel art game. I don't know, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but uh, that'd be cool. Um, okay, I next next question. This is from Zachary. Do you think a system a la Mario Odyssey, where you change between two D and three D, would work? And yes, I am aware of a link between worlds existence. I mean, the two D sections would be more like Zelda one. What do you think about this, Al? Uh we talked about this before where you like play as you play regular like 3d link and then there's like sections where you like i don't know like 
go into a dungeon and then all of a sudden you're like OG Link and something. I feel like we talked about this on the show before. And I think that would be okay, but it would have to be like small snippets for it to be okay. I wouldn't want yeah. it to be any I wouldn't want it to be the game's gimmick. Yeah. And like even in Mario Odyssey, they were small snippets, mm-hmm. like very small. Um I, I I'm not very high on this idea, actually, to be honest with you. Cause I I think that uh, how do I explain this? Like, I think that in Mario, you can do things that are a little bit more goofy or, like, that break mm-hmm. the the third wall or the fourth wall, rather. Um, mm-hmm. and whereas, like, Zelda, like, at least to me, is a little bit more of, like, a serious experience or, like, one that takes itself a little bit more seriously than that. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that. Like, like you could. But I think, like, A Link Between Worlds probably did it the best or the the... The, the way that that game did that kind of gimmick is probably the way that I'd want to see it done. I guess what you could do is, like, you could merge into a wall or something like that and then, like, go platforming on said wall. And, like, that might be an okay compromise if you wanted to, but it would still be hmm. within the confines of, like, your merging or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, if it's like, if it's just, like, you, you go into a portal and then you're all of a sudden, like, 8-bit link and whatever, I, I, I don't really love that idea, to be honest. Like I said, it would have to be small and maybe even like extra content, something that's not yeah absolutely crucial to the like main game. Yeah, like I I think you could do that, but like you said, it would either have to be in like kind of a spinoff where maybe you you aren't taking yourself very seriously, or it would have mm. to be like a bonus something that's not really pertinent to the main game or anything like that. Like I I wouldn't want it to be like the gimmick where you'd have to do it multiple times in an actual game. Yeah. So. All right. Um, next question. All right, our pal, our pal Ocarina Holder fifty two is back with another banger. Um, do you think Tears of the Kingdom will be completely spoiled online day one, buddy? I would be surprised if it wasn't spoiled before it released online. Yeah, I want to say so. Breath of the Wild they did that like specific week before press release where they were like, "This is the only information that you can share." Yeah. So there was that, and it wasn't a lot. I remember, like, the stables and stuff like that. But I tried avoiding it myself because I didn't want to see it. So, I mean, if you're not getting Tears of the Kingdom day one and you don't want to be spoiled, I'd avoid the internet. The internet is a horrible place. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, And I would even say, like, I mean, how many times have we seen where a game's plot leaks online, like, multiple Mm -hmm. days before the game actually releases? Like... Yep. Or, or with movies, too, specifically. Um, so, yeah, I would... If you're really, really, really concerned about Tears of the Kingdom spoilers, then, like, you know, obviously... Obviously, the best bet is to stay off the internet because I'm sure have, they're going to um, happen. I'm pretty sure here in our Discord, we have a spoiler chat, so definitely avoid that. We would direct yeah. anybody. So if you wanted to be here, that's fine. But, we like, we try to manage that. But if you're going on Twitter, don't go on Twitter. Yeah, don't don't do it. Okay, our pal Corey Richmond, who I, f- I feel like I haven't seen or talked to Corey in a long time. It's been a good stretch, actually. What, didn't we? We were just talking to him this week on Discord. Yeah, but he. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like he wasn't being as cantankerous as usual, though. So, anyways, I had a good conversation with him. At least Co- I felt that Corey Richmond has a question, and it's like sixteen paragraphs. So bear with me as I read it. <laughs> In the trailers we've seen, the Master Sword looks possibly the most worse for wear that we have ever seen it. Practically melted in half, which is significantly worse than when we saw it even in Breath of the Wild. The logo of the game seems to suggest that we might be doing something to repair or enhance the sword using that funky green energy. Now that Breath of the Wild has introduced so many new people to the fandom, do you think it would be a good idea to possibly retire the Master Sword and replace it with a brand new iconic weapon for the series? Maybe a big focus of Tears of the Kingdom could be a reforging the Master Sword into a brand new sword that then becomes a series staple moving forward. You know what? I uh, I, I think that could be fine, actually. I think that's... I, I wonder if, like, maybe the Ouroboros sign that we keep on seeing is, like, a way to, like, the Master Sword is destroyed and we're repeating the cycle and we're building it back up. I, I don't know. Uh, but I think that that could be engaging. I don't know if I would retire the master sword though but i i might be open to like you can revamp the way that it looks functions so it's basically a new sword but like you keep the same name because like i do think that that's like 
a, a, a crucially iconic element of the series, right? And that has so much merch already out there that exists that I don't see them, like, like getting rid of it. But I think that you could, like, make it go under an evolution, right? To uh, to become something more, become something different. So I, I don't hate that idea at all, actually. Which is funny because it's Corey's idea, and usually I do hate his ideas. <laughs> Like, the the very stubbornness in me is like, no, never change the Master Sword. But, you know, things need to evolve. Clearly, the evil is evolving throughout the series. I feel like the Master Sword works less and less the further we get into the series. Mm-hmm. Like, it's supposed to be the sword that seals the darkness. Um, why isn't the, like, the sword that actually, like, destroys the darkness? You know what I mean? It just seals it. It doesn't, like, actually... It doesn't do anything that's going to, like, actually be meaningful in the future when darkness comes back. You know what I mean? So it'd be kind of cool if it, we could help it evolve to be that, you know, that thing that, that Hyrule needs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. But I I think I would say, like, I don't know if you can ever truly defeat darkness. And this sounds, like, very philosophical and, and heavy. But, um, yeah. I, yeah, but, uh, but maybe we're due for different darkness. You know what maybe, I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I do think people are clamoring for, like, something significant to happen like you know we way back when now we did that episode about like what would make the wait for tears of the kingdom worth it and mm-hmm. um maybe like maybe like one ultimate final battle with ganon is that answer and then like his darkness or his like you know the people talk about that curse from demise like that goes on to like a new foe and it's a mm-hmm. new beginning and a new arc like I could be like, completely can you okay with imagine that. Imagine how devastating, like for us, like obviously the Master Sword was jacked in Breath of the Wild, but it was fixable. Mm. Can you just imagine how devastating, like to us who have been in part of this series for thirty plus years, it would be to like lift up the Master Sword and just see like my the last battle I had shattered it. You know, like it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, plus there's a being in there that we we have feelings connections to as well. So what would happen to that being? I can see story implications really like messing me up with if they did something like that i mean i think for sure obviously we know that like something happens to the master sword because mm-hmm. as Corey said it's, it's like yeah, it's half fair. dissolved yeah <laughs> i i can't see them replacing the master sword i just i i don't see that even even knowing that breath of the wild introduced like so many new fans to the series i just i don't see that um but i like i said i can see like some kind of reinvention or revitalization of the mm-hmm. Master Sword into being like its next evolution. Maybe that's what the tears are for. Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, let's keep on rocking and rolling here. This is from uh, Christy. Throughout the series, many games have had gimmicks to set them apart. Do you think Tears of the Kingdom will have one? And if so, what will it be? And would you personally want it to have a gimmick? So, she actually has two questions, but let's answer this one first. I, I mean, I think it has to have some kind of gimmick or some kind of hook, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because right now it just looks like more Breath of the Wild. It looks like mm-hmm. DLC for Breath of the Wild. It doesn't look like yeah. its own game yet, right? Yeah. And and I think that it needs some kind of hook, some something to have its own identity. And you know, identity, gimmick, call it what you will. I know that we have the Sky Islands and stuff, but like that ain't doing it for me. It's, that's not At enough. Least not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yeah. that we know of yet. And um, uh, I, I'm still kind of partial to the theory that we're going to be traveling back in time and creating. We're going to do that bootstrap paradox where we're going yeah. to be the hero of 10,000 years ago. That would that's, be a great gimmick. I would love that gimmick. That's what I want. Um, I feel like the further we get away from, like, when I initially thought, oh, not thought of, but heard of that theory, and I was like, oh my god, I really want that to happen, the less I feel strongly about it, you know what I mean? Like, the clo- I'm just like, I'm ready for it, this game, I don't care what it has at this point, Yeah, but I would still love that, so, yeah. Like, it, it just kind of seems like the closer we get to release, like, the less likely a, a big gimmick like that gets, or yeah. is likely to be, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I still think that gimmick makes so much sense. Like, you it does. You can go back and you can have the same Hyrule, but it's different. And, like, you know, it just... Uh, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think this game needs something to mm-hmm. to set it apart from Breath of the Wild. Because right now, it just looks like more Breath of the Wild and doesn't look like its own thing. Right? Like... like Just, yeah, as at, at the current time of information that we have seen and know. 
and Majora's Mask is probably the best example of this, where, like, it has, it has, like, I would even say that game has, like, multiple gimmicks to set it apart from Ocarina of Time, because it looks, I mean, identical to Ocarina of Time, but you've got the masks, you've got the, you've got the three-day time mechanic, you've got, like, all the side quests, like, that game has its own unique identity, and it desperately needed those gimmicks to, to set it apart from Ocarina of Time, and Tears of the Kingdom needs that as well, but it doesn't have any of those yet, so I guess, I guess we'll just see. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll just see. Um, we'll just see. Okay, so Christy's second question. What character from Breath of the Wild do you want to see return with an expanded role in the sequel the most? Think Happy Mask Salesman from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. Good question. I want Bolson, and I want him to, I don't know, create a whole freaking town. Like, they created Terrytown, sure, but it was kind of small. I wanted, I wanted him to be, like, the developer of Hyrule post-apocalypse. Like, he's yeah. the guy that's helping Hyrule rebuild. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd because be you, so cool. That could be, like, an ongoing side quest because you could just give him supplies and he could spruce up area by area, stuff like that. that yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a good oh. idea. I love it when I have good ideas. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, um, I think the logical answer is probably the four new champions, right? But like, yeah. do I really want them to have an expanded role in the sequel? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I, I do. The further we get away from Breath of the Wild and Age of Calamity, and we've had these like thoughts about what's going to be in Tears of the Kingdom, the yeah. less we feel about those thoughts. Like, maybe, maybe Cass? Do I want to see yeah. more of Cass, though? I, I'm also not sure. I would, I would love for him to, like, I would love to learn more about his master or his uh, his teacher. I shouldn't say master, but teacher. Yeah. Who taught him, like, you know, how to be the bard that he is and all that kind of stuff. Because he sounds cool. I'd like to know more about that guy. Imagine if you travel back in time, though. Yeah. Yeah, but that was like a that was like a hundred years ago, not the ten thousand years ago that I'm hoping for. Okay, I have an answer, and it's kind of a cop out answer, but here we go. How about Princess Zelda? <laughs> right, yeah. like, like she didn't do anything in Breath like, of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Like she she showed up in a bunch of memories. She didn't really do a whole lot. She, uh, you know, she she did have character arc. I shouldn't say that. That's unfair. But like yeah. in the in the actual like current events of Breath of the Wild. She was she was not part of that game at all. She was in Calamity Ganon's chamber doing whatever and mm -hmm. she showed up at the end of the game. So like I I think I I hope and I would expect that her role in Tears of the Kingdom is like significantly expanded because I I just mean like there's no way that they can capture her again, right? Like they they or do you think they would do dies. that? I don't know. I still no. kind of am, like leaning towards she dies. So. No. What? No. Come on. Nobody's dying. Jeez. All right. No. Let's keep it moving here. Majora Master asks, besides Tears of the Kingdom, if they were to release some form of Zelda content next year, whether a remake, port, etc., what Zelda content would you most like to see released after Tears of the Kingdom? So I think that there is a... A realistic answer, and then like just wishful thinking answer. Wishful thinking would be like, let's get some new remakes, let's get like oracles, or like let's get those those uh, Wii U HD ports over to Switch. I don't think so. I think 2023 is strictly going to be Tears of the Kingdom, and probably it's DLC. But I will say one thing that you could maybe realistically expect in addition to that is new Zelda games on Nintendo Switch Online. Specifically, probably Game Boy makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like Game Boy uh, Advance titles make sense. So like Minish Cap, uh, Oracles, Game Boy Color games probably make sense. But uh, I don't know. I, I wonder, I kind of don't think this happens, which is disappointing, but it is going to be the 10 year anniversary of A Link Between Worlds. Ooh. But I don't know oh, that they're going to, yeah. I don't know that they're going to do anything with that. Cause like, I don't think they're re-releasing it on the Switch. I don't think that they're putting it on Nintendo Switch Online because how could you? And uh, so I think that anniversary is going to kind of come and go, unfortunately. Yeah, I love A Link Between Worlds. Um, yeah. That's the game that got me back into the series uh, 10 years ago, which is just nuts. And I'm really hating Twitter right now because it's making me feel old. Because it told me the other day it was the 20th anniversary of Wind Waker. It also told me the other day was the 5th anniversary of uh, one of the Star Wars movies. And I'm just like, stop making me feel old. And like, time is meaningless. Um... I personally Jedi, would like, by the way. thank you, yes, um, one of my least favorites, but it's still, Me too. um, I would like, um, 
I would really like the Oracle remakes, but I don't need that in the same year as uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I would have wanted it in a year like this. Yes. And we'll talk about it on our next episode, I'm sure. Um, but I think I Can think I... another great project would be the what we've talked about for a couple of years now is the Four Swords uh, Adventures Online. Yes! Please! Yeah. I'm begging you, please! It seems like <sighs> such an obvious like remedy to that whole debacle of trying to play that game now you know i i would gladly purchase for full price nothing Mm -hmm. nothing changed the same graphics the same music everything is exactly the same except you could just play online with people Mm -hmm. oh my god i would just i would pay like a hundred dollars for that like please i'm begging you please um so yeah i don't think that anything is is probably going to happen in 2023 Uh, i think that this is clearly going to be tears of the kingdom's year um, anything else might seem a little bit, uh, I don't know, like they're trying to squeeze in too much, but yeah, um, like why didn't you, like, especially if they do those HD ports. Cause I feel like that yeah. will happen someday. I'd be like, why the heck did you not do this last year? I, I, if they came out with anything other than tears of the kingdom next year, I'd be like, what was going on with you people last year? <laughs> I, I want to plug really quickly too, because, uh, <laughs> last week I threw out there that 2022 might've been the worst year in the series. Um, mm-hmm. in the entire 35 year history. And I actually, I want to, I want to give a shout out to the year 2015 because I, I threw out 2015 as another bad year, but actually 2015 was like kind of decent one in retrospect. So I did some research on this year by year and research what came out every year in the Zelda series. And we're going to rank every year next week. And, uh, I'm really excited about that. Cause I, I, mean, I, I like did, this episode too. Yeah. I did some research. I got Moss in on it and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So that's going to be yeah. fun. Uh, Okay, let's keep on going here. Our next question comes from Zachary. He's back. Here's a question. Should Zelda be a playable character? And if so, what power should she have? This is based off of the playable Zeldas in the already existing Hyrule Warriors and Super Smash Bros. Uh, I mean, I would. I, we've talked about this before. I think that'd be awesome if Zelda was a playable character. Powers? I don't know. Um, it, it kind of feels like the Age of Calamity Zelda yeah. was a pretty decent way to like a, a good blueprint to use. Mm-hmm. I agree because, you know, she doesn't necessarily have her powers for the first half of the game. So she utilizes the Sheikah Slate, which mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be having really in this, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. So she could probably, you know, inherit that back. That would be cool. Um, but what use would it be in, in the world of Tears of the Kingdom? I don't know. But now she does have her sealing powers. And I feel like those were awesome in Age of Clay. I love those. In Age of Calamity, the stuff that she was yeah. doing with it was so cool. So I think she would obviously still have that and um, could utilize that in some way. And we've been talking about Zelda being playable for a few years now. She, I feel like she has to, even in some minor like part in Tears of the Kingdom, if not like at least half the game, in my opinion. Will they do that? I have no idea. I, I don't. I you know I could accept her not being playable in Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. I think if the, if that was going to happen. You probably would have showed it off earlier. Maybe not. Who am I? I have no idea. Clearly, we don't know I don't understand Nintendo anything. Anymore, to be honest. <laughs> um, but as like as long as she, like if you if you need to to remove Zelda as like from the game or whatever, like give her something to do, like a mission of her own at least, like on the side. Even if you're not playing as her, like just have her do like something productive and like not be captured. Like that would be sword. yeah, yeah, exactly. I would be so disappointed if Zelda was just captured again. Like, you know? I don't think they would do that. Because even even in Breath of the Wild, she wasn't captured. She went and was doing her yeah. job, you know? Well, I guess we'll maybe find out sometime soon before May. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just looking at my invisible watch. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this question is from uh, Alias X. He says, this question might stress you out a little. If Nintendo called you right now and said you could remake the Minish Cap for the Switch, what would you do? That doesn't stress me out at all. I'd be like, sure, let's do it. And then I would uh, I would phone up my uncle who works at Nintendo and say like, hey, can you get the guys at Grezzo to start working on the Minish Cap HD Ultra 4K? Thank you, bye. And I would hang up. I would wait uh, a reasonable time. I would I would then announce the game maybe six months before it released so that there wasn't any shenanigans like with Tears of the Kingdom. And then I would play the best 2D Zelda game, but on the Switch. Yeah. I, like, 
I feel like Minish Cap is very special in the way that it looks. So I wouldn't want anything to change that way. Maybe you can revamp it, like, you know, kind of like the change from Wind Waker to Wind Waker HD. It's still very much the same looking game. It's just like brighter, more vibrant, uh, sharper, I guess. That's what I would want for Minish Cap. And that's what I would tell them to do. Like this, this can be a port, just kind of make it like just a little bit sharper. And because it's so special, I feel like I would hate it if they did something different with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like, um, what's a good art style for it? Because I don't think the Link Between, uh, not, not A Link Between Worlds, the Link's Awakening art style, Mm-mm. I don't think that would work, but I think that you still want those, like, same kind of, like, round shapes. Like, everything in that game, I feel like, was, like, kind of, like, the shape was, was really nice and, like, smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you kind of want that, but I, but I don't think that you want to make it I think the temptation would be to make it look like the Wind Waker if you were to, like, remake that from the ground up. Mm. But I think that you'd want to make it Wind Waker... I think you'd want to do it like a mix between Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker, where it's, like, slightly less realistic than Breath of the Wild, but, like, not as cartoony as Wind Waker. So somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a really nice fit for Minish Cap if they ever did that. Yeah, I'd rather they didn't change the art style at all. I I agree. Yeah. Like I, I I love I love the Minish Cap obviously, but I really don't think it needs a remake to be honest. Like, and it's kind of like it, it, to me it's like a link to the past where like a link to the past doesn't really need a remake either, and that's why it's never got one. All all Minish Cap needs is just to be playable on mm-hmm. Switch or on whatever whatever current console Nintendo is working on, right? Yeah, the way it works on Virtual Console for Wii U is pretty optimal on how I think it would work on an NSO. So yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I, of course I would have a green light, uh, Minish Cap remake. Why not? But mm-hmm. I do think that if you're like, if you're looking at games that need a remake in the series, I would say Minish Cap is like a pretty solid game. And I would look to do the Oracles before that. I would look mm-hmm. to do both DS games before that. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean like those games, like. Those yeah, games I, need something. I don't think they'll ever get a remake, to be honest, though. <laughs> you know what? I, I could see that one day, actually. But, like, it would have to be, like, a ground-up remake. So, like, yeah. basically... Like, you imagine if you were playing Phantom Hourglass and it looked like the Wind Waker? Like, and, yeah. and you just controlled I mean, it normally? Cool. Like, that would yeah. be amazing, right? Like, granted, now you have to... Yeah, there's still issues with that. But, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think even if it just looked okay and it played, like, okay, not with the stylus, like, that would be pretty cool. But, anyways. So, yeah. I uh, I think I would be down for that. All right. Let's keep it going. Majora Master is back. And I'm pretty sure he's watching us right now on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. As you can be every week when we do these shows live. Um, question for the AMA. Would you guys ever like to see a Zelda VR game in the future? I know that Horizon is getting one, and in my opinion, Horizon and Breath of the Wild are pretty similar games. If Nintendo ever released a Zelda VR game, do you think it should be a whole new game, or should they reuse one of the older 3D games, but alter it for VR? Personally, I think Skyward Sword would be an amazing VR game, and the motion controls plus VR controls would go hand in hand. Um... Oh, and he also adds, yes, I know that uh, Breath of the Wild Nintendo Labo VR is a thing, but we don't talk about that. Uh, I mean, listen, like, VR is not really my thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fairly indifferent to it, but uh, but I will say, like, why not? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, I don't, I don't know if I'd want it to be a new game. I think maybe you, like, I, in my opinion, I think, like, when you need a surefire Zelda hit, like, you just, you bust out Ocarina of Time and you make it VR. Kind of like what they did with Skyrim. Like you make you yeah, you have Skyrim and you make it VR. Yeah. So like I I could be I could see that in the future. I think that would be very cool. I would of course love that. Um. So yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be my cup of tea, but why not? I don't know. It, it doesn't have to be for me. Other people can enjoy it, and that's great. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. I like VR, but not that much where I would want to play a full blown game in VR. Yeah. So what I would propose is you put the Lynx crossbow training in VR. I feel like that is like yeah, 
amazing. Or you take like a collection of all the mini games from the series, especially like you know the bow ones from Ocarina of Time, uh, the slingshot ones from Majora's Mask are some of my favorite. And you throw them into like a collection and make that VR because I think that would be really cool. Like, can you just imagine standing there and like pretending you have a slingshot and like mm, yeah. hitting Octoroks and everywhere? <laughs> that would be so cool. That's what I want a VR game of. I don't need a whole Zelda adventure in VR. Yeah, you know, like, I, I can't say that I'm very experienced in VR games. Like, I, I've only played, like, an hour, maybe, of VR games, like, total, ever, uh, mm-hmm. like, at all. So, I don't really have, like, a, a lot of experience to draw from or any, you know, any, you know what I mean? Like, any knowledge to, to kind of base an answer or opinion on. So, yeah. Um, but I but I think my ultimate answer is, like, why not, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's if it's good for, if, if some fans want it, then why not? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocarina Holder 52 is back with another one. If another Cadence of Hyrule situation happened again, what genre would you like to see the spinoff to be and or what team would you like to make the Zelda spinoff? So, my friend, we actually did a whole episode on this like way back when. I want to say like at least a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what I said there. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just make something up off the top of my head. Um... Another another genre. I mean, I would love a Metroidvania Zelda. I think that would be so awesome, like so awesome. Does I don't care who makes it. I don't care what the story is. I doesn't matter to me. Just a Metroidvania Zelda would be incredible. Um, obviously, a Zelda RPG would go hard, like so hard, like a yeah. classic. Ter- can you imagine? Like, okay, can you imagine you're playing a classic turn-based Final Fantasy style RPG? Your first party member. Link, he's the sword fighter or whatever. And then you've got your mage Zelda. And then you've got Drunia, the powerhouse with fire attacks. And then you've got Rudo, who has the water-based magic and is your healer. And then you have Saria, who is controlling all the plants. And st- that would be so awesome. That'd be so yeah. awesome. And each character is, like, themed in their own separate way. Like, mm-hmm. mm. you could have summons. Yeah. You could summon Kaopora Gabora to, <laughs> or King Dodongo to smash your enemies. Like, that would be, yeah. that'd be so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if anybody came out with anything that, you know, was a spinoff and, like, in a different genre, I would probably want the role-playing. I've been really into those, so I that would be my, my thing. But it's, like, it's it's really hard to imagine, like, a spinoff or, a, like, a different, um, a different entity other than Nintendo taking on the Zelda, like, idea and running with it so it's hard for me to imagine until i see it and then i'm like oh that's super cool yeah. so that's just kind of how i feel about that what zelda rock band oh with hey. like zelda songs that would be kind of cool <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome uh great question okay let's keep it moving here swanee asks oh it looks like we're getting into a little bit of spice here here we go i like this question swanee asks do you think arrogance is driving the lack of marketing for Tears of the Kingdom? Or do you think it's something more like incompetence or maybe other difficulties? I am thinking maybe they're struggling behind the scenes with other unforeseen delays. Here's a nice can of worms to open up, Al. So, I can't I can't sit here and tell you I think Nintendo is incompetent. They're not. Clearly, they're not. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they've sold... The Switch is a success by any metric that you can look at. The, um, you know, the every every series, almost every series that has had a game on Switch, the game that it was released on Switch has been the best-selling entry in their series. So they're not incompetent, clearly. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're not even arrogant. Maybe it's just us that are frustrated. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of feels like they're arrogant, right? Like, yeah. I, I, so I can't sit here and say they're incompetent. Um, they're definitely not. I'm, I, th- I, it feels to me like they're being arrogant with this release, and a couple of people took issue with that word that we threw out last week. And I also don't, if they are struggling with more stuff, I just, I, I don't know what it could be because because they haven't shown us anything and they haven't communicated anything, yeah. right? So like, I, if it if it's like unforeseen stuff, I would, I would like, la- I would personally appreciate more communication. You don't even have to say like, hey, you know, COVID really messed us up, so that's yeah. what, like, you don't have to do just. Just say, uh, I feel like when they delayed Breath of the Wild, we all knew why it was delayed because right. the, it was the going to the delay, Switch. Yeah. It was going to the Switch. There, we haven't seen anything like that, so we don't know what was the delay aside from 
possibly the, the pandemic. You know what like, I mean? So can you imagine just let's let's pretend that it's April 2020 or let's mm-hmm. let's even fast forward a little bit because I can't remember if there was E3 that year or not. But let's just let's pretend I don't think there was. But let's pretend that we're in like June of 2020 and Nintendo just puts out a tweet, a statement that just says, due to the ongoing COVID pandemic, we will not be showcasing um, any new games, including the sequel to Breath of the Wild, because we want to give our or ensure our team has a healthy, safe working environment, something like that. That simple, simple, simple statement would have went so far. Like, yeah, like, you don't like, do you remember? I know you're not like a Metroid fan, but like when they came out. And they were like, we're restarting development on Metroid Prime 4 because it does not meet our needs. Right. Like that, it's like, okay, great. Thank you for letting me know. But like, imagine if they didn't say that and you just had that stupid Metroid Prime 4 logo that flashed across the screen on the Switch presentation or E3 or whatever it was back in 2017. And we just never heard from it again. And it's like, what's going on? What's happening? Right? Like, I just, I don't know how they could be, I don't know. I don't know either. I just feel like when you get to the point, when it comes to Nintendo, you get to the point where you're releasing the title and your release date for a game. I feel like you need to have, you you need to be ready to start promoting that game. Yes. I understand you need to, I understand that we're going to have another direct here in February, but that just seems too close to me. If you were like, if that's when you were expecting to start putting out information, why didn't you just hold the title and the date until February? Right? Like, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like why say, why say in 2021 that this game is coming out in 2022? If you have no intention to show it the entire year, except for when it gets delayed. And they said they would show it. They right. were like, and, yeah, we'll release more info this year. And then they didn't. Well, I, I mean, they did, to be fair. Like, they did release the title. But, like, they gave us the title. And that was basically it. Right? And they get, oh, like, I there was... Oh, I 2021. Oh, you're, well, yes. You're you're right there. Yeah. Um, so they showed us... They showed us it in 2021. Didn't see it at all again. Um, mm-hmm. They showed it us, like, very, very briefly and gave us the name in 2022. After they promised that it was coming out in 2022. Which... <laughs> Clearly was never going it. to happen. They I, delayed it earlier this year. But uh, I, I don't know. It's it's just like so frustrating. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, I to answer the original question, it's not incompetence. I just I really do think it's arrogance. I think they're they're just like coasting off of Breath of the Wild because it's so successful and just being like, you know what, whatever people are gonna buy this, we can just do whatever we want. So yeah. And I mean, I should say too, like Nintendo doesn't owe us anything. Like they don't need to communicate no, with us. But not. I feel like it would be nice that they did because we are their customers. You know, Cle- clearly, yeah. And like, you know, there, there's, there are downfalls of like communicating with your audience too, because not everyone will understand every decision. Like, you know, what's a good example is James Gunn right now, who just is getting a lot of heat oh, for yeah. <laughs> for the Henry Cavill business, yeah. which which is oh, like my, ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. But, like, I was reading about that yesterday. Who wants a 10-year plan? Whatever happened to just making one good movie at a time and giving fans what they want, which is Henry Cavill (laughs) as Superman. Anyways, but, like, so he is being very transparent with his audience. And, like, there Mm -hmm. there is some backlash. But I think that, like, even, like, as fans upset about that, you appreciate it. Because it's like, I don't agree with it, but at least this is, like, at least I'm hearing it directly from the source. Which Nintendo is never going to do, and we're fine with that. And, like, that's never going to be who they are. But it would just be nice. It would, it would be, be nice. nice. <laughs> um, okay, let's pivot. This, this is a great follow-up question from Bat Rogue. Having read the above discussions, a question for the podcast. Which Zelda game do you guys think had the best marketing up until its release? What do you think? I've got an answer and it might surprise you, but you go first. I didn't... Let's just say that I wasn't... I, I haven't paid attention to a lot of the stuff in the past. I was mostly very present with... Uh, promoting for um breath of the wild onward and even breath of the wild was like kind of stalled but when they were giving us information it was a lot i personally think that in that time frame age of calamity had the best marketing even though the marketing was a lie but really okay (laughs) i just i liked what they did where they were we had no idea that this game that they were even working on this they announced it in i think july and then like out of nowhere and we were like whoa like what we didn't know this was a thing and then right. like very period they like sprinkle all throughout three months all this little these little tidbits of information that fed us until it was released three months later that was really cool marketing in my opinion i part of me is almost 
almost tempted to say Breath of the Wild from E3 beyond. Like when it when it re-debuted at E3 and you got the title and you got the Oh, in 2016. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. from there until 2017, I felt like we got a steady stream of information. We it was like 9 months out from the release, like we got a lot of great trailers. But I also can't ignore the big delay before that and the lack of communication and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to say Twilight Princess. I think I'm going to say that game. Because if you okay. remember, like, the trailer okay. at E3 2004, when, like, the Link takes it, he's riding Epona, and it's like, shields will shatter and swords will break, but will the hero <laughs> rise? Like, that trailer was so awesome. It was so yeah. awesome. And then you have the, the trailer that comes after that with, like, the creepy like horror music with like Midna and the transformation into wolf. Like that was awesome. Like that, I think the lead up to twilight princess was actually like pretty, pretty fantastic. Like, uh, yeah, yes, it did I, get I delayed to go all. on the Wii, which is, which is kind of takes away a little bit, but like, I remember like so, people were so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that might be my answer. Maybe, uh, like maybe Ocarina of time, but I, I don't remember that. Like that was a little bit too, I was too young for that. And I don't really remember any other great Zelda, like, releases or, like, anticipation releases uh, before then. Like, maybe... I do remember uh, Majora's Mask 3D was kind of cool because they I was just about to say that, yeah. They did hints before their announcement. And everybody was, like, seeing those hints and was like... We were like, wait a second. It made the most logical sense because they just came out with Ocarina of Time 3D. So we were like, yeah, when's Majora's Mask coming out? And they had hints and so that we could, like you know, pick up the crumbs until they announce it. And then they released it. I think only like a few months later, you know, that was cool. Yeah. That one comes to mind. I would like, I can't really say that Skyward Sword had a great, had a great lead up to it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't say the, the, the Wind Waker one was a complete disaster. Cause everyone hated Aww. the way that it looked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Twilight Princess might be it. Uh, I, I don't even remember a link between, between worlds getting any, kind of like anything uh link's awakening that just came out was very fairly standard so yeah i think twilight princess or maybe breath of the wild and and breath of the wild like after 2016 like i think that that helped because that was like literally the most important game that nintendo may have ever released because it's like it felt like their entire future as a game making company Mm -hmm. was riding on breath of the wild and we could feel that especially with that 2016 presentation yeah um okay Mm -hmm. so let's keep it going here we got another Long question, so here we go. This is from PixelGuy9. Hey, Andy and Al. I hope your day is going well. I apologize, Al, as you said in the last episode, not to ask any Tears of the Kingdom questions, but I can't help it. My question (laughs) to you two... (laughs) My question to the two of you is about the potential in Tears of the Kingdom story. Are you excited to see what direction it takes? What plot points do you want to see explored? And is there anything you desperately want to see? Um, And on the other end of the spectrum, is there anything you would not like to see happen in the story? So let's just pause. Uh, that That's basically the gist of the question. He, uh, he wished us a great Christmas and uh, thank you back to you as well. Um, okay, so things that we don't want to see. We talked about it already a little bit, but like if, if Zelda's locked up again, ugh, that would suck. Yeah. Give her something to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to see that. Uh, like, it's just that the story is so wide open. Like, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, you know, I, I think that the idea of rebuilding the Master Sword is is a tantalizing idea. I think that the idea of potentially learning about another secret tribe within Hyrule is a, is a tantalizing idea. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, the tease of Ganondorf, if that is Ganondorf, is, is welcome. So I think that the potential of having, like, a big showdown with him again, maybe, like, one final showdown is something that I would be into. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think what I don't want to see though is Zelda locked up. And I like, now that we're here, I don't really know if I want to see a bunch of stuff about like the champions and like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like just, you know, they had their moment in age of calamity, the new champions, let them have that. That's fine. I don't know. Maybe it's just time to move on from that. Just to at least give this game its own identity. So it doesn't feel like we're reusing everything. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I feel like this is hard to answer because it's just like. I I don't know. It is hard to answer. And like we were saying earlier in this episode, it's like the further we get away from Breath of the Wild and all these thoughts that we had back in 2019 when we first saw that this game was in development, it feels like the further we get away, the less we feel about those theories or about wanting those story aspects 
Um, I personally, like, we, yes, open world is uh, looking like it's here to stay, and I like the concept of open world, but I... I don't want the story to be sacrificed again. And I'm not saying that Breath of the Wild's story was bad by any means, but it was definitely sacrificed for yeah. the point of exploration. I would like to return to the big story push like Skyward Sword. I know not everybody is down for that. I don't care. I like story elements in my video games because it really gets me in and it really you know makes what, though? me you can have like... You can have both. You can have a good story in yeah. an open world game. Skyrim yeah. does it. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 does it. Like you mm -hmm. can, You can do it. Yes, it's very possible. I want that. I would like, I would like very, uh, I guess, just so much more story elements that feels a lot more cohesive yeah. and um, like a good linear story versus the memories kind of picking up bits and pieces here and there, you know? I agree. Um, okay, let's go over to uh, the questions we've got on Twitter. This one's from Colin. For next year's Zelda Dungeon ranking of the best Zelda ever, could you do a reader's version where we could vote? It would freshen up the rankings a little bit. Hey, never say never. It sounds like a all right idea to me. But if Al signs off on it, I'll do it. I just am thinking about <laughs> how much work goes into that just for 30 writers. Well, you know, that is true. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Colin has another question. What are the special editions for Tears of the Kingdom going to be? And when are they going to be announced? <laughs> well, if I uh, know anything about Nintendo... They probably will be announced at the last possible minute. They're probably going to be super expensive and they are probably going to be in limited stock and nobody is going to be able to find them. So mm -hmm. there we go. I believe Breath of the Wild had three editions, the standard, um, the collectors, and then like the master, the master I guess. Yeah. I think I got the collectors. I have the box. Of, oh, no, I don't. I have it in my closet. Um, But I kept the box because I thought it was a cool box. Yeah. I had a map and all that kind of stuff. Um. I feel like they might tone it down this time, though, because they also have the books uh, coming out at the same time. Uh, all the, you know, the creating a champion, the guidebooks. They had like four different editions of the guidebooks. I don't think we're going to get that this year. So they might just have one, two or three editions and that'll be it. But yeah, if those get announced, you want to purchase those ASAP if you can. Absolutely. Um, all right. This is from Mac. Which character... Would you want to get their own spinoff? We'd all love a sheet game set during Link's sleepy years in Ocarina of Time, but I'd also like to see some pre-Wind Waker pirate adventures starring Tetra and her crew. Another suggestion would be a game set during the Hyrulean Civil War mentioned in the timeline between Minish Cap and Ocarina of Time. So, Al, which character would you like to see get their own spinoff game? What, what say you? I like the idea of Sheik. I think that's what I've said in the past. Like, um, and... It would be cool if you did the Sheik in the seven-year, you know, difference from Link, you know, disappearing in Ocarina of Time. But I feel like there's other opportunities to have Sheik as well. So I just think it would be cool, you know, you hear about that, like, long-lost Sheik game that was in development and mm. never came to be. I think that would be a pretty... Because then you would, for one, have Zelda as a playable character and it would just be, like, kind of a little more outside the realm of... The standard hero has to go here, here, and here to stop evil. Right. So That's I kind of, I, I kind of had like a similar idea as his Hyrulean Civil War idea, but I think that what would be really cool is if you went like way, 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 way back and had like a game where you played as Hylia in like the like the prequel stuff that they're talking about in Skyward Sword, where like she originally yeah. fought Demise. I actually thought that that would be a pretty decent like next Hyrule Warriors game, actually, because um, it like it seemed like there's a lot of fighting, a lot of you know battles or whatever so that would be my answer uh you know what would be a cool uh hyrule warriors character to get like their own spinoff uh is linkle i would love <laughs> i would love a story about Link's, linkle linkle's crossbow training vr there you go <laughs> um okay max second question is what game world would you lo most like to live in well mm. i don't know i mean guess i probably i guess probably uh breath of the wild's hyrule right like but yeah. after, after it's been saved. I was going to say, because, like, uh, I like the idea of Breath of the Wild 2, but it's all in ruin. Like, what would you... I would... Well, uh, you don't have to hard. live in Hyrule, but you could live in, like, Lurlin Village or Hateno or, like, you know, those places yeah, well, seem yeah, pretty yeah. chill. Yeah, I don't mean, like, Hyrule Field, but, like, just still, they're, like, you're still in a post-apocalyptic world. So, I don't know, it would definitely have to be after it was saved, but it's still, uh, I don't know, it still kind of feels like... 
well, what do we do now? <laughs> what do we do with the world now? So it's, uh, that's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, Analog Sticks asks, who would you want to hug the most? Daruk, Rivoli, Mido, Prince Kamali before clearing the dragon roost or the postman? I'm talking full bear hug, not one arm wrapped around with a pat. Well, that's a that's an eclectic cast of characters right there. <laughs> I feel like there's kind of a theme. I actually, I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't recall off the top of my head who Prince Kamali is. He's okay. He's the little bird prince. He's the little that, bird guy that has the orb, right? Yeah, and he's kind of all like mad because his dad wants him to go get go talk to Valu, and he's like not ready, and he's like, I don't want to do that. But, right. Okay, yeah. so one of these characters does not seem like the other. Because Daruk is like a happy-go-lucky guy, and the rest yeah. of them are kind of salty a little bit, right? Like, like, am I missing something? Uh, yeah, no, that's that's accurate. I would want to hug Rivali because I think he'd be the saltiest about it. I choose to hug Zelda Dungeon's own Josh Zelinsky. That's who I choose. Poor Josh. <laughs> uh, speaking of Zelda Dungeon, Zelda Dungeon asked us a question on Twitter: What is the ultimate Zelda dream vacation? Where would you go, and what would you do? Well, I would go into a theater. I'd have movie theater popcorn. I'd have Tears of the Kingdom playing it on the big screen. IMAX surround sound. I'm on vacation for like two weeks. I just have a bed in the theater as well. And when I want to go to sleep, I could turn off the lights, but I could turn on like Zelda and chill in the background. <laughs> There's endless popcorn. Anytime I want popcorn, it's like, and it comes out. That. <laughs> That is my Zelda dream vacation. I thought the question was asking, like, where would we go on vacation in, like, Zelda, not, like, real-life Zelda dream vacation. <laughs> don't tell me how to answer questions on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I don't know about living in um, Breath of the Wild's Hyrule, but I would, my vacation would be to have a cabin on Satori Mountain somewhere so that I could go of hiking course. and explore that mountain, and it would be awesome. Of course. Um, I don't know, maybe some skiing in Hebra. That'd be cool. Snowboarding, something like that. Um, paranormal platypus, what a great name. What characters or enemies totally creep you out that nobody would expect? Um, well, I was playing Kirby last night, and when I saw Kirby, I got a chill up my spine. So, that's my answer. Kirby. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I saw him swallow a vending machine, and I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Um, I do not like, um, when he turns into King Boss Ramos, it's a little different, but I don't like the old man from the plateau on Breath of the Wild. I don't like him. And also, it's like, this is it's like one of those hard questions because you're, you're trying to think of enemies that are not obviously creepy, like obviously Shadow Temple enemies and, right. you know, dead hands are creepy. Right. I don't have a lot, to be honest. I don't, yeah, I, I, don't like, I feel like I feel like the the enemies in Zelda that are creepy are like obviously creepy. You know right? like, who gives me like the sleaze, the ick is Ganondorf from Ocarina of Time, like pre uh like when you're a child link. Right. He's he's much more imposing and kind of cool looking like 7 years later, but he just gives me like the, uh, the heebie-jeebies in ch the child. I've got part an answer. Game. I've got it. I've got the answer, okay? okay. You're going to agree with this. Honey and Darling Oh yeah! Yes, they're awful. <laughs> they're it, it, ugh. <laughs> ah, yeah, they're they're horrible, horrible. So that's the answer. Okay, this is our last question, and this is from um, uh, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. I'm so sorry. Um, Vixy Link, if you were a shopkeeper in Hyrule, what type of product would you be selling? Potions, bombs, etc. What would you sell? <sighs> that's a great question. And it's very sell... dependent on what game we're, we're actually True. in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would sell, um, I would want to have either like a potion shop, but with all the item stuff that you could buy for potions. Mm -hmm. um, and you could probably do that in any Zelda game, I would feel. Um, but I would especially like Skyward Sword. I liked Skyward Sword's potion shop. I thought it was cool. Um, or I would want like a gem crystal shop in like Breath of the Wild with all the different cool gems that you could find out there. Right. I was thinking of, um, you're going to have to help me out here. Who, is it Keaton that sells you all, like, the creepy stuff in Breath of the Wild at night? Is that his name? I, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. 
Why do I not? You, know, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? Like the guy, the guy yeah. that uh, it, when nighttime comes, you can buy like the monster masks from him. You could buy like all like the the scary stuff. I would be down to yeah. run a shop like that. I think that would be fun. Where it's just kind of like a a moonlight, like yeah, the location changes so that the cops can't catch you, kind of thing. Like I think that would be fun. That'd be that'd yeah. be what I would do. I would sell illegal Hyrulean stuff. Hilton. Hilton. I was like, Hilton. Hilton is, okay. is the mask. The, like, fox mask. Um, I wasn't Hilton completely is... off. I was I was somewhat no, close. No, you were close. Yeah, yeah, I was close. But no cigar. So, yeah, there it is. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for submitting your questions. Uh, this was fun. I loved question episodes. They're nice and easy and breezy and fun. And we are going to cap off the year of our Lord 2022 by discussing and ranking every single year from best to worst in the legend of zelda every year so like we're talking 36 years i'm i'm actually like pumped for this because i did some yeah. like legit research into this so uh you know i'm, I'm excited this will to be see. a fun episode yeah yeah and i don't know if we should do best to worst or worst to best i don't know we'll figure that out but uh yeah that is gonna be a lot of fun and if you are one of the uh one of our viewers who watches us on twitch uh while we do these episodes like we said at the top of the show, we're doing this episode actually on a on a Saturday, and we are going to be pre-recording that episode that I just mentioned tomorrow at our regular time on Sundays, just so that we have the week off for Christmas. So if you want to, well, I guess it's going to be too late by the time our podcast listeners are listening to this, but if you're watching us right now, come and hang out with us tomorrow. We're going to be doing our thing, and we are going to be ranking all the years in this Zelda business, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, I guess it'll be a long time until I see you next, Al. Yep. Very true. It'll feel like a long time. I'm going to have to sit through four hours of Avatar The Way of Water, which <laughs> I am stoked about. I, I'll have a full report for you tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us. We want you to check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, at the ZeldaCast. Tell your Zelda friends where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. Uh, check us out over uh, wherever you get your podcast: uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, you know the drill, like and subscribe. Five-star reviews would be awesome. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's all. We are going to get out of here, but we will see everybody next week slash tomorrow. Until then, take care. There you go. Bye.